This podcast series, A Legacy of Kindness, telling the story of Jaya's, is compiled from oral histories and produced as part of a digital exhibition exploring the rich history of the UK's trans and gender diverse charity, the Gender Identity Research and Education Society. Episode 6 Foundations for a Path Forward History describes the past, informs the present and shapes the future. In this final episode, we focus on the impact of Jaya's, its future and the future of trans activism more broadly. Hope and optimism, fear and pessimism punctuate the interviews, sometimes in the same breath. Contributors reflected on Jaya's history through the lens of the present, with the current backlash against trans rights in the UK and elsewhere, influencing how individuals told their stories. Reflections were also mediated by another factor, the change in Jaya's itself as Terry's passing and Bernard's decreased involvement redefined Jaya's as a charity. These intersections of key moments of change mark the A Legacy of Kindness project as an account of progress and perhaps a manifesto for the future. I don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for the fact that Bernard Terry was on the end of the phone. Because they were the only people that actually saw that I was in desperate need of help, but no one was helping. People like Jaya's really helped me find that I actually had a future, that transgender was a thing that even existed, and helped me meet people, helped me find other people like me. It's thanks to organisations like Jaya's that I was able to live and not just survive. When you kind of move in a direction, it's like going down a maze. Eventually you get to the centre, and Jaya's for me was like a maze. It's a journey you take. The way my life savers, you know, Jaya's were there when I needed them, and I'm sure they're there for a lot of people like me, not just trans people, but, you know, parents like me who needed that support and help. Being involved with Jairus changed my life entirely. Yeah, I'm sure that there are many gender diverse people in family who might say the same, but someone who might not be trans can have their life changed as well. They gave a trajectory to my professional life. I don't regret a single moment of having transitioned. I don't regret a single moment of having helped form Jairus. I don't regret having campaigned for trans rights and I would do it all over again, probably harder. I don't feel changed by it. I feel fulfilled by it. I think what it allowed me to do was realise the capacity for moving beyond oneself. And it wasn't so much changing me as allowing me to be who I am. As your average trans person, you can't do this sort of work. You needed an organisation like that that was going to be consolidating, bringing together all this information. Not just the science and the medicine, but some of the social stuff, the legal stuff as well. 
Bernard and Terry have changed so many organisations, changed government departments, changed how the health service views trans and non-binary people. Even if young people don't know it, it will have changed their lives. Well, it is a sense of fulfilment, having seen a need and worked really hard to fill it. You know, you've helped a lot of people, and that's what we set out to do. The force that those two were together, their energy, their passion, the time, everything they put into it has really laid the groundwork and a foundation for modern day trans activism. So every trans person, every family of a trans person, anyone who calls themselves an ally to a trans person has a lot to thank Jais for, whether they know it or not. I want future generations of trans folk to remember the parents of trans kids, not all of them, sadly, but, you know, enough in the late 20th and early 21st century, they were going, no, this is not good enough. This is not how we treat people. There were people who weren't trans. At some point, something went click, they got it. And then they were like, right, well, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life now. I'm going to start taking apart this oppressive system. One denied treatment, one inappropriate school policy, one inconsiderate employer at a time. Jaius has helped change the discourse. I think for some people, that framework of understanding trans identities as legitimate through biology, even though that's problematic, I think it has helped some people understand that trans people are real. You know, I really do believe that Jaius is staying in the right place. We're going to just continue to do the work that we need to do. We're going to gather the evidence. Because at the end of the day, history always speaks to the people who are kind and who come from a place of truth. The way things in the main have got better, certainly over my life, and remember, I first came out in 1971, <laughs> so a very long time ago, and things have improved. As a middle-aged trans person who came out in the 90s, I remember vividly what life was like back then. And within a 15-year period, thanks to the work of organizations, including Jaius, we're in a completely different country now. More and more trans people, and young trans people especially, feel more comfortable about coming out. That is a really spectacular thing to see. I am now the project manager of this wonderful project, A Legacy of Kindness. It is great joy to work with so many different people from different backgrounds, donating their stories. I see it as providing access to the history of Jaius, but the work that we're still doing for generations to come. Historically, what it gives is a timeline of change and it is part of the LGBTQIA history and it seemed to be an important part of that history and it is respected as a part of that history. I thought that heritage audiences would actually be a good means of support, that they knew what Jaius did, why they were doing it and also there was that sort of pride that this was a Surrey organisation. These people lived in Surrey. They spent their lives in Surrey. Learning the lessons of our history is something that we as a community must do. At the moment, we're on shaky ground. 
I hope it'll inspire new generations and new people, not just younger, but older people to get involved in activism. Activism comes in all shapes and sizes and different forms. When we set the charity up, there were probably five groups. But now, at Transwick, you've got 400. So the situation in terms of local and national support has been actually transformed. The embedded expertise available within the community is now so huge, it's unstoppable. Maybe this project is coming at the right time also, this anniversary is a new direction. Ultimately, I think this is about humanity, it's about human rights. And Jaya's has been there and uh, is right there and will be right there in a perhaps slightly different way. You know, there are a lot more organisations out there now in trans and non-binary inclusion. How do you keep that legacy of kindness going forward? How do you keep that ethos of Bernard and Terry around the openness, safe space, the kindness, positivity, the helping the community. The change that they have made within so many companies and to so many people will obviously live on forever. I can't imagine that Jaws will cease to exist, but I think it's a sadder day now that Bernard and Terry aren't still sort of at the helm and at the forefront of it, but time marches on. It's very, very difficult to envision a future when it's had such a very personal ethos, such a personal shape and character. It is a worrying time, but I take hope in two things. I know older people always say this. It's <laughs> It's nothing now to what it was, but certainly we have come a long way in 30 years. And most of all, we now have a whole bunch of young people who have grown up with a completely different set of expectations, who are able, well-qualified, articulate, knitted together in a global community. And I think that if my generation laid the foundation stones, then it's that generation that will build the hall of trans liberty and trans equality. That feeling of authenticity is continuing with the next generation. Everyone that's been brought on as a part of this, it's been made very clear to them what the ethos of this organization is and that everybody radiates that same authenticity and that commitment to research coming from a honest and respectful but firm place. And I think that's the way that we really make change because if enough places have that camaraderie and that working together and building each other up. That's how you build that kind of research that's unrefutable. I would like Jaya's to continue being real. It's people's stories, it's people's experiences, and Jaya's is powerful and it can keep that momentum. It can continue its power because with the current political climate we need this more than ever.
it's absolutely crucial that we have a powerful, strong trans organization and not easy in these circumstances. We are really seriously under attack. And it reminds me so much of the fight that we had against Section 28. That recognition of the diversity of people's identities is crucial and challenging. The work needs to be done with passion and with humor and with knowledge. It's really crucial that we all support each other. I think the current moment right now is a bit hostile and I don't think that it will be forever. I think that something's got to give at some point. I hope that future generations are not discouraged. I hope that they look back and say, you know, that was a difficult time and a lot of different things were going on, but actually we've come a long way and that was just sort of a blip. I can't imagine a world in which gender isn't something that restricts and confines and oppresses people. But at the same time, even just one generation ahead, I see people who are just refusing to be boxed in by gender, including a lot of cis people. If things aren't better, person in the future listening to this, they must surely be on their way. I mean, I wouldn't have ever thought that the charity that was supposed to be for educating and research would end up being a political tool in its own entity. But it has, and it's done it incredibly well. We do so much good stuff. And of course, other people have come along on the back of what we do. One wonders whether they would have been able to do the important work that they're doing if we hadn't been there disseminating all the education and everything like that. That's it really, isn't it? In a nutshell. This podcast series of oral histories is part of the exhibition Jaya's A Legacy of Kindness, a project made possible with the National Lottery Heritage Fund, thanks to National Lottery players. It was produced by Lucia Scazzocchio from Social Broadcasts, with sound design and original music by Samuel Robinson, and narrated by Corin Foddering. The Community Curator sub-team was led by Georgia Marker, with special thanks to all the contributors who agreed to share their stories. For more information about what you've just heard, do visit the project website lok.gires.org.uk.